Welcome to Thirst Impressions. I'm Belinda. Tonight we are talking about whiskey, wealth, and weapons. Woo! And I am Will. And I'm Spencer, and I'm here to penetrate your life. <laughs> and I am Kevin. With no that penetration wet. allowed, yeah. Oh, okay. No, no penetration. Not allowed. Tonight. Yeah, no, not tonight. Not without consent, Kevin. And my and consent, I consent is not given tonight. I consent. Yeah. Spencer consents, I do not. Anyway, did you well, guys know? First I, I of visions. I just barely learned this. Did you guys know that Judas had a book that he wrote? Well, not Judas himself, but there Books is a, of Mormon, a gospel stacks, of Judas. Stacks of lies. No, no I, I didn't. I didn't know that. Know that. Is Bible, that like in the apocrypha stuff or whatever? It's, it's one of the books that didn't make it into the Bible. Didn't make the cut. Um, and like, it's an interesting mm-hmm. book because it talks about how. Judas didn't actually betray Jesus. Assuming Judas Jesus. is real. Well, Jesus, well, yeah, assuming Jesus is real, assuming all that. But um, Jesus had instructed Judas to betray him because it was part of God's plan. Well, that's in the Bible, too, that he's like, well, I mean, he doesn't tell him he will, but he tells him Jesus he will, is like, right? we, we cool, man. Like, don't fucking yeah. go hang yourself. Oh, he did. Anyway. Yeah, he did. <laughs> we cool. Yeah, but then it also talks about there's like this part where um, whoever's whoever wrote the book because it was written like like every book in the Bible is written way after the time. Uh, but it talked about how Jesus <laughs> was talking to his disciples and was saying that the God that they were praying to wasn't the God that he was preaching about. Like that there was like it's some it's something weird like. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to actually read more about it, but it, it's something to do with like how kind of real. It, it goes into like the metaphysical. It's more of like a, a, a Gnostic take right. on Christianity, yeah. where it talks about how like all of it's about the ship with God anyway, is so. not with like the Christian God. It's with the God of the Christian God, and the yeah. Christian God is really more of like an illusion that people use as a way to control people. And it's like, of course, that didn't make it into the Bible. It's, is this it's like, an, like, is this like an Adam God thing? Just kidding. no, no. This is this is just a book that didn't make it into the Bible. I know. I'm just but, fucking with you. The Bible is is carefully curated to yes. reinforce whatever narrative that white Christians wanted to, as they <sighs> pillaged, yep. and asserted I mean, their my their their views yeah. on others. Early Christian imagery of Jesus. He oh my God. looks like he crawled out from under a bridge or something. He's got like short hair, like stuff like that. And you know, oh, really? now we have oh yeah. I thought you were gonna go the other way with that, like white and delightsome and I mean he looks whole... white, but he I mean, not always. Like a lot of early uh representations of him are like he looks Middle Eastern, he has short hair, uh yeah. he's younger. Uh, things like that and then now we have like kenny loggins looking yeah. jesus so. or cor- corporate mormon jesus that's my favorite, <laughs> exactly. that's, that's my favorite. <laughs> highway to the celestial kingdom pay your tithing pay your tithing bitches when i went to my brother's house yesterday uh they had a picture of jesus it was a damn sexy picture of jesus how is hot jesus they're, they're not they're not into the stupid mormon jesus they're into the sexy jesus they how, sexy jesus how do religions exist when we know so much shit now like it, it blows my and, mind every single thrive. time i think about they don't it. just and exist 
They thrive. I know. Yeah. You got that Kenneth Copeland dude who's like, what do you yeah. say? I execute judgment on your COVID-19. He's like, oh my God. And then the, the fucked up thing is like his followers or anyone else is going to be like, oh yeah, he, he totally did that thing. And here we are and we have vaccines. Praise Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. no, praise science. Fuck you. I don't feel ready to speak on this, but um, yeah. I feel as though... Uh, Ezra Taft Benson and Kimball fucked up a lot of things for Mormonism yeah. because in in many ways Mormonism was a progressive religion you know it yeah, even the idea of plural marriage I mean we talked about polyamory right. and uh, being free and all this I mean not in any detail but I mean Mormonism was kind of like on the fridge progressive it was and out then there, yeah for whatever I think it was uh, Benson who was anti-socialist and anti-capitalist uh-huh. and all that and he, he pushed was a john hard. bircher yeah, yeah. and so yeah. he was he was at which administration was he in i forget he was in the truman administration. was it reagan that sounds or? right no Something truman like, i think okay yeah. anyhow it was way back yeah. it was early yeah he, uh, <laughs> but i think i think he essentially imprinted on mormonism this like conservative mindset and so growing up for me like i just assumed oh i'm mormon so i must be conservative i guess i'm gonna listen to rush limbaugh like my parents yeah um I'm glad he's dead. But um Praise early, early Mormonism. Praise be. Like, Dwight D. Eisenhower. Oh my God. Don't even get me on the dead thing. Someone, someone uh in proximity to my life passed away. And this week it was interesting as I navigated all these feelings because my relationship with this person was like, you racist motherfucker. <laughs> and there's this weird thing that happens when people suffer or die, and they're like, oh, poor. You know, they were so good. I'm like, no, you were a racist like, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. And so that's how I feel about Rush Limbaugh. Like, people yeah. are like, oh, Rush, he was so great. I'm like, no, he wasn't. No, no, he wasn't. All right, I'll stop talking. What? <laughs> what are we drinking today, Kevin? Uh, today, we're going to take like, a new twist on things. I feel like we always ask you, or I always ask you. <laughs> so, what are we drinking? Well, look Kevin? behind me. Look behind me. <laughs> yeah. For those of you just listening, you have to go to YouTube. Go to YouTube channel. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Subscribe for sure. Um, but um, we decided to. We all were just like feeling some whiskey, right? And maybe a little overload on all the um, what all the sugared up drinks. Um, yeah. It's springtime. It's time for renewal. So it's just fucking straight whiskey. Um, so what did, what did we decide to call it, Belinda? You how do you take your it. whiskey, right? Like, so how do you which, take your whiskey? How do you take it? So what what whiskey do you vibe over, or at least right now? What do you really love? And how do you prefer to drink it? Because there's lots of ways to drink whiskey. Will and I were just talking about this before the show. Um, if you're brand new to drinking alcohol at all, you're probably not going to want to drink neat whiskey because it's just going to taste like fire. When you say neat, what um, do you mean? By neat, I just mean straight up whiskey. Like yeah, and I, I just wanted to clarify because when I started drinking, I used to go to bars and I'd be like, like "You're like, how do you want it?" I'd be like, "Oh, straight." <laughs> They're like, "I never ask you what whiskey. kind of bar is this." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then one of my friends was like, "It's neat. No, it's straight. It's neat." <laughs> Um, yeah, it doesn't mean my, it's. I want my whiskey gay. I don't know. You guys are... <laughs> I like whiskey gay too. Depends on which, which uh, handkerchief hurts, you have. Yeah. True. Well, True. that's that's the thing. This is the same my grandpa used to always say. Um, whenever he would talk about eating or drinking something that I didn't like, he'd be like, "Don't worry, it'll curl your chest hairs." Um, so drinking whiskey neat for those who are new to drinking alcohol at all, uh, or even just whiskey. Um, 
might not be as enjoyable as it could be. The beauty of whiskey is when you drink it, um, there are all different types of whiskey, um, all different categories, um, and then all these different types of brands. And even within the categories, there's different variations and things like that. So there's all these beautiful flavors and notes and things like that, um, that if you drink it neat and you're not used to whiskey, probably will just pass right over your head because um, it'll all, like I said, just taste like burning fire. Um, so we're going to talk about different ways. Whiskey, to drink the whiskey. is a burning flame. Um, Don't see should us. I start? Should yeah. I start? How do you my... take your whiskey, Kevin? <laughs> so my favorite way, I prefer all my beverages except for coffee and tea to be ice cold. Hmm. I just do. I'm not really a lukewarm type person just because like jesus. jesus would spit I you out of his fucking out of mouth, mouth and be like fuck exactly. that <laughs> exactly um, Give me some ice bitches don't get me wrong sometimes i drink it neat especially if i'm trying a whiskey for the first time i am not new to either alcohol or whiskey so i do enjoy tasting the flavor and knowing what it's about but if i'm relaxing at home and just want to enjoy some whiskey i will i already put it in here let me put uh, a large ice cube in my double rocks glass. And today I'm drinking one of my very favorite whiskeys, my favorite Irish whiskey, at least that I've tried. I haven't tried them all. Um, Redbreast Irish whiskey. It's a 12 year um, Irish whiskey, single pot still. Uh, oh, How does that sound? There. So I, uh, the secret to drinking whiskey on the rocks in my opinion, is put it in there. I prefer a large um, ice cube because it won't melt as fast. There's less surface area, um, you know, being melted. So I will, Ooh. you notice normally I'm always like, I went ahead and poured a double. I say that almost every week. Um, <laughs> I'm a large person and, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit to get me going. Um, when I'm drinking whiskey on the rocks like this, on the rocks means with ice, um, I pour just an ounce or so, so that it doesn't get too diluted. Um, that's just my way of doing it. Kevin, I just realized we have the same glasses. Oh, nice. Great uh, and barrel special. Barrel. Yeah, maybe oh, we can put a cheers. link. Yeah, cheers. Yeah. We I spent so much too. fucking money. We should do a glassware show. It's For like, sure. What's your favorite? Um, yeah. I've spent so much money this weekend on glassware. Yep, <laughs> it's easy to you do. Guys. Before the show, um, sorry, I had to step out for a minute. What what uh, whiskey do you have, Kevin? So I have uh, Irish whiskey, Redbreast Twelve Year Irish ah, whiskey. See, I'm I'm not a personally I'm not an Irish whiskey sipper, but have you tried Redbreast though? I have not. I mean, I've had oh. breasts, but not Redbreast. <laughs> is will... that like a coloration or uh, something else? It is just the name. I don't know. There's a, a lovely little bird <laughs> on their label. Uh, it's not. Not focusing. Focus on that. Little Robin oh, Redbreast. Oh, okay. It's it's so delicious. Available I'll bring, at the I'll bring some over some liquor store. Let you try it. Yeah, yeah. It's a little on the spendy side. It's fifty three bucks, dude. For a I mean, seven hundred fifty ml bottle. But whiskey, whiskey is where I will spend some money, and sometimes gin too. Well, sometimes, sometimes everything. Alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Look behind me. But yeah, I appreciate you pointing that out. Like just starting out drinking. I remember trying some Jameson the first like time I was like drinking. I tried Jameson and tried some Tanqueray. I was like, what the fuck is this? This is terrible. <laughs> it tastes like lighter food, you know? 
Um, yeah. For a while, I hated High West whiskey. Felt it was just too Whoa. much. I just thought it was too much. A slur. And that's it. You you gotta you gotta let your palate acclimatize to it, right? Sure. Otherwise, yeah. it's you might as well just be drinking bottom shelf stuff. Because yeah, if, if you're, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm no whiskey expert. I'm already slurring, but um, I have found that adding a drop or two of water can help open up the flavor. Or like Kevin does, if you uh, have it on the rocks, the ice will melt a little bit, and that kind of changes the flavor a little bit. I think it mellows yeah. it out. Yeah. Um, but I, I personally like mine neat. That's how I like my whiskeys. How are you taking your whiskey you today, Spencer? Today? So I've got two options. I didn't want to like go crazy. Uh, Kevin, Belinda, Will, they, they know I have a uh, steady stash of whiskeys. Yeah. So I have this Henry McKenna 10-year bourbon. And it's bottled in bond. Um, and I think that just means that it's one of like a run of whiskeys, right? So single barrel is, is kind of the terminology. And as far as I under understand, and I don't know the, the size of the barrels, but there's a batch of whiskey that's brewed and, and some whiskeys are blended, right? So if you have a brand and you're used to that brand, there's like four roses, for example, we, we all like that one. Um, or you might, I mean, Kevin and I like Pikesville as well, but that's a rye. Yeah, Will's got it in the background there. So those whiskeys tend to be blended where they'll take multiple bat or um, barrels, if you will, and just blend so that there's a consistent flavor and profile. And it's predictable. It's kind of like the McDonald's of whiskeys. But if you want, if you want to like take a little risk and do something different, you can look for what's called a single barrel whiskey. So that's what this yeah. is. And this is barrel 9593. Interestingly enough, this whiskey uh, <laughs> used to be super fucking cheap, man like 20 bucks but then they would right, just right. go from the liquor store because it won best whiskey in america i think back in 2016 few, or few something like back, that yeah. yeah a few years back yeah. so if you find it definitely try it out i've had Fire. this whiskey where it has like cinnamon notes and i've had it where it's way more mellow but i would i would put it on the the more spicy peppery side as far or as a whiskey goes yeah. yeah or bourbon um, and then just as a, another option here, I have a cheaper Japanese whiskey. So this is a Fuyu whiskey, Fuyu. Um, I don't know much about it. My friend just got it. Uh, she was visiting the Pacific Northwest and was like, hey, do you want any whiskey? I was like, sure, just get whatever. I just love Japanese whiskey. Japanese whiskey to me has um, more PT notes, uh, drinks almost like a scotch. This one, interestingly enough... <laughs> I know we did our episode on uh, with the Pisco Sour. This one has like almost a Pisco smell okay. to it, or it 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 reminds me of the High West Silver whiskey, which is an oat whiskey that's not aged in oak barrels, as far as I know, because it has a clear uh, look, right? Or at the very least, yeah. there's no coloring added. So that's all I know about whiskeys. I've got two here that are interesting. They're very different. The McKenna is my favorite. Um, I do love that one. That's what I'm right shooting now. today. I've oh, nice. My McKenna is my favorite so, bourbon right now, but there's also uh, Pikesville rye that I enjoy as well. So I did look up bottled in bond. Uh, and according to Wikipedia, the source of all truth in this yeah. world, um, bottled in bond is a label for an American made distilled beverage that has been aged and bottled according to a set of legal regulations mm -hmm. Contained in the United States government standards of identi 
identity for distilled spirits as originally laid out in the bottled in bond act of 1897 oh wow there's an act and the reason for that is people fucked around when they were distilling stuff they just put all kinds of filler in there and stuff like that and uh but apparently they're um they gave producers a tax incentive for participating um and basically the u.s government was concerned that we weren't getting the best motherfucking whiskey that we could get so <laughs> hurrah for the you know uh late 19th century um american government for making sure we get decent whiskey and this is why i always say what are we drinking kevin because kevin knows the shit or at least where <laughs> well, to find, or at least where I, to find it i looked that one up yeah. <laughs> how about you will what do you I'm have sorry. today that i'm just drinking uh <clears throat> So I do enjoy High West. So okay. I'm just drinking their Rendezvous, right? It's a good one. So I'm just drinking that neat. And also a High West little uh, cup I have. So yeah, I I've, made, I've made some glasses from High West bottles. They're fun. I yeah, no, I, that's like, uh, I was telling Kevin, like, uh, I know you do that. And I, this is kind of like with that glasses. It's like yeah, little, yeah. Except yours is a little fancier, but. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's it's like a thicker glass. So I don't know. What what I about wonder, you, Brenda? What are you drinking? I am trying something new. I was at the liquor store yesterday, and yeah. they had this Legion. You guys heard of this? Mm-hmm. And it was in the locked case. I have uh, not. Even though it was Whoa. only forty dollars. Well, um, I was just yeah. gonna say it's interesting. Depending on which liquor store, I know I've mentioned this before like the liquor stores where i live you'll have japanese whiskey out on the shelf or just rare shit but then you go down to sandy or uh downtown salt Draper, lake west yeah. valley everything's locked up there's like two security guards it's like, well kevin's red breast was out on the shelf and it's like 60 dollars, and my 39.99 bottle was you know in the lock case so mm. um i like mine uh, on the rocks and with a little drop of water in it uh, when I'm drinking it, you know, kind of by itself. Um, and my glass today is a little Whoa. rocks glass fr- uh, from Frank Lloyd Wright's Talisian West. Um, oh, I like the uh, design. Is that a gold so. band on the bottom or is that just no, a it's just a reflection. Oh, it's just so a, it's got a little there. bead. In yeah, the this, this is a gin bottle that I cut and turned into a glass so oh pretty nice you guys are so fancy the the thing i was going to mention if we have if any of our listeners are high west fans um i know belinda and i went on a tour of their distillery out in one ship what three years ago now maybe almost exactly three years ago yeah it was easter huh Um, because it was easter time and they have a lovely brunch out there if you ever want to go out there you can have a free distillery tour and their brunch is definitely not free, but it's delicious. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and do a and little you, flight of whiskeys. You can and... do a flight of whiskeys. Um, High West actually helped. Well, not helped. They did uh, change the law, you know, through the proper channels or whatever. But they, they are the ones who pushed through getting the law changed so that you can have a flight of spirits. As, an um, as opposed to just tool. a flight of beers or whatever okay. as long as you have to get a license for it to be like mo- it mostly would be distilleries or breweries um and they get an educational license yeah. um so that they can you know place several drinks uh in front of you at the same time have and you had a flight West, will 
Oh, go ahead, Belinda. Oh, I was just gonna say High West has Brigham Young's own uh, whiskey recipe and they use it for- But I wonder when we were out there, I know they were still using um, a blend of spirits. It's true, because they were just starting out. Other distilleries, Mm -hmm. um, because whiskey obviously takes years and years uh, before you can actually- Yeah you start producing it and then at some point it's ready to actually be are they are they still in that phase i don't know that's what i'm not sure i can't we all need to go up there one saturday or sunday and have brunch and and have some whiskey and learn about oh i forgot to tell about this one though you think Um, uber would take us out there sure why not we could probably park in park city and then get like something or a, a designated driver take us up no why i thought this one was kind of interesting um because i noticed it in the in the case and i was like why is this cheap stuff in the case it's not cheap cheap but it's you know cheap um but it's kind of a collaboration between uh jim beam and what's the japanese whiskey um, suntory nika yeah yeah no so way it's, it's suntory whiskey uh no so way. it's they it's um Japanese bourbon mixed by a master Japanese uh, whiskey mixer. So okay. uh, yeah, so that's why I thought that was kind of interesting. And How is it? I, you've it you've feels... had Yamazaki, you've had Japanese yeah, whiskeys. Yeah. Um, it's it's bourbony. <laughs> no, it has. <laughs> it does have like it takes a second to soak in, and you taste a little a bit of floral, but it's also kind of like sharp, like a rye too. So, so the, I don't know. It's got a really interesting flavor. The way I describe Japanese whiskeys, anyways, is they tend to be uh, light, smoky, or peaty, um, and they they don't like hit you in the face with flavor necessarily. It, it's no. complex and it builds. It's not like a rye right. that's that can be really sharp and just well right. No, no, it's not like that, but it's, it's, it's good. It's interesting. So I'll bring it around one time when we're all, all together. Right. Well, I'll probably just it. get some cause I love whiskey. There you go. <laughs> By the way, I got my first, uh, vaccine today, not today, this week. Me too. Uh, Thursday evening, I guess. I got mine on Monday. Is. The two of you, you need to sign up. I we know. Can, I, we're this much up. closer to doing this together, right? Like, <clears throat> I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it on the 420. So, <gasps> oh, oh nice. what's special about 420? Just kidding. Do they, <laughs> do they give it in gummy form? On <laughs> I was signed up, awesome. but it you, seemed like it was far away. And then when Spencer said I could get it sooner somewhere else, I it made me cancel that appointment. And then I looked and they didn't have other appointments. So I was oh, like, oh, shoot. And I need I'm to get sorry. back on and sign up again. Yeah, my well, your fault, Spencer. Well, it, it's interesting <laughs> because, you know, we, we live in a red state, Utah. And this is anecdotal, but speaking with friends who live north and south of where I live, in more red areas it's been really easy to get in they'll get in the next day or two days right. i had to wait two weeks and it's definitely the case in other states too for that same thing like uh i thought i saw a tweet about somebody who was trying to find a vaccine they couldn't find one for like a month somebody said look for their look through look at your voting uh information and find the reddest yeah, area, find the reddest and go, area there. And go there they were able to get in right away Turns so- out- turns out a large portion and I, I i'm saying this without a specific number because i'm not sure if it was 29 or 49 percent of republican men don't want the vaccine really so i would guess it's like 49 to be <laughs> I don't, honest i don't want to miss 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 uh, represent the number but 
significant enough i'm just like what that's incredible um and then even conversations with friends though it's interesting that i wouldn't have expected to be resistant to the idea of getting vaccinated have been you know hesitant and admittedly i was a little bit at first granted some of that's based in historical uh bias or maybe it's oversight or yeah oversight is the right word uh with regards to how things impact minorities. And so I was like, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I had some hesitation. I was like, I don't know if I want to be part of this test, but I decided otherwise. So, yeah. yeah I mean, I'm as with any medicine, you're it's good to be careful if you have certain health issues or allergies. You know, you just look at the fine print, obviously. But for most people, you know, including pregnant and breastfeeding women, they've said it's very, very safe and just go get it done. Yeah. What? So, so Kevin, did you, did you have any side effects from your first shot? Yeah. <laughs> but maybe that's because uh, my, you had COVID my, earlier. So I had, yeah, to make it clear, you I got the Rona back at the end of October, early November. Uh, and I had, I, I, I wasn't hospitalized and I wasn't close to being hospitalized. I didn't really have respiratory issues at all. Um, just all the other shit. Um, and it was rough. I mean, as we've moved further away from it, I was thinking like, maybe, maybe it wasn't as bad as I was remembering, you know, until, so Thursday night at 5 p.m. I got my vaccine and you know, almost immediately, my arm felt very sore where the injection site was. The injection itself didn't hurt at all. I barely felt it. Um, but within a half hour, my it was muscle, like a muscle sore, right? Um, and a really acute muscle soreness, um, which is fine. Like, no big deal. It's, it's not enjoyable, but it's fine. Um, but then, what was it? Friday night, I went to bed. Um, so a little over 24 hours later and fell asleep. And then I woke up at about 4 a.m. And um, shit went to hell pretty quickly. Uh, um, not, um, so I went into the bathroom and- Literally shit went used to the hell. bathroom. No, no, no. I, just I went to the pee. bathroom and shit went I'm to an hell. old man. I'm an old man. <laughs> I always drink water right before I go to bed. So if I wake up, I'm like, ah, I should go pee. So I go pee and so I'm in there for very little time. And by the time I come out, I'm like, my teeth, I'm worried my teeth are gonna break. I'm shivering so hard. Mm -hmm. um, I just have this massive case of the chills and uh, a really solid headache. Um, and then I kind of, so I laid in bed for a minute trying to like warm up under the covers, but I could tell like, this isn't going to be solved quickly with just blankets. So I ran a, a very hot bath, got into the bath, and that's what I would do during COVID, and it would help solve the problem. And it did, um, not the headache, but the the chills. Um, and but I stayed in there like an hour just to really like let it soak in. And once I felt the water start starting to cool off, I I got out, and. Uh, but I tell you what, that hour I sat in there and probably another hour, hour and a half after I got out, like I had, as stupid as it sounds, like COVID PTSD. It was like, 
panic attack. It was, and I'm not a panic attack type of guy normally, but I, it freaked me the fuck. Like I was like, am I going to fucking die? Am I going to die? Then I was talking myself down like, no, you just had the vaccine. This is just the, <laughs> like, but I was, I was not in a good place. So, but are when you I finally, out? yeah. Let, I, so I finally fell back asleep, maybe six 30 or something, six 37. And I slept until almost 11. And then I woke up and I was like, I feel normal. That's like my cool. arm, my arm's still sore. Even today it is um, a few, few days after wow. the, the vaccine. But um, no, I feel, honestly, I feel that's, that's so. so I, I recently got, um, oh my God, I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna remember the name. I got some vaccine recently that wasn't COVID. Um, oh. It was just like, I don't know, like, I think it was, I think, I swear to God, it was like the HPV virus vaccine or something. Um, Cause like it wears off. And so lots of people get in like their twenties. And um, that's kind of how I felt. Like my arm was just like sore for a couple of days. So I'm wondering if like the arm soreness, I know I've heard that a lot from people that, that have got the vaccine. It just sounds like a normal, like you, you just shoved a metal thing into your muscle. Of course it's going to be sore. I, yeah, I get a sore arm and they're like, Rel just relax your arm. I'm like, Fuck, don't tell me that. Like that's <laughs> tense up. Um, but uh, no, when I get a flu shot, it's the same thing. Mine this was a, a little more acute, the pain. Okay. Um, like the first night I was worried I wouldn't be able to sleep because of the pain from it. Um, I did because I sleep really well most of the time but my nurse um, was talking to me and then you know i lifted my shirt at least my sleeve up not my whole shirt you know i didn't like you know i i, I wasn't about to flex. I wasn't about to flex on her but uh <laughs> i lift my sleeve up she's talking before i knew it was over it was fast it was super fast you know i did you I have in... any did you have any symptoms spencer i okay so i was paranoid <laughs> admittedly and just anxious about it again because I don't know. Historically, we just haven't been thought of the same yeah. way. So I was just hyper aware of everything. And I remember my arm felt a little chilly for a few hours. Like my whole arm just felt cold and my palm. And then it started getting warm. And then that chilled out. But then it kind of retreated back to the site and just hurt for like two days. And that was it. And then mm. that was fine. Um, sleeping was a little bit rough. I had some nightmares uh, for whatever reason, but I think that was just myself being psyched up. <laughs> so it's it's funny because um, like you keep on, I keep on hearing talk, people talk about like, oh, I'm scared of the side effects, like all that sort of stuff. And um, I know a bunch of people that I know personally. So I'm just talking anecdotally, right? But from everybody I've heard that I know of personally that I've got it, Kevin, yours is the worst story I've heard. Like every other story, like every other story. It was so like, short, but yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. Every other person that I've heard that's got their first, and I know a couple of people that have got their second now. It's always just like, oh yeah, I felt like a little lightheaded and that was about it. I heard I, with I, the second, the response is more intense. And I also yeah. was reading that with uh, people who have had COVID, when you do get the shot, it's it's a six times or so immune response and so it's probably what your body's yeah. like oh shit well, it's <laughs> you know we're not um, doing this, this again. again oh my god <laughs> so my my mom is actually a uh she's volunteering at one of these vaccine places um bless awesome. her heart. 
And um, so she was just saying that like people who get their second shot, it's the reason why they probably start to feel the symptoms a little bit more is because like the first shot gives you like a little bit of COVID, right? Like, so of course, so your body's gonna try to like respond to it. And um, so they're thinking that like people who have had COVID like you, Kevin, who get their first shot, it's kind of the similar thing. Like when you get your second shot, it's a little bit, you get a little bit more, it's more likely that you're gonna have a little bit more of the symptoms because you have a little bit of the COVID from the first vaccine. So when you have already had COVID, that's why your first vaccine, you might see a little bit of symptoms. I think I I haven't heard, I haven't heard of anybody um, that have had like extremely bad symptoms. Like I know they talk about it in the news, but it's like a couple people out of millions. Right, exactly. It's such a small percentage. And, and even mine, while it was not pleasant, it was more the PTSD than anything that freaked mm-hmm. me the fuck out. Like, just like remembering how terrible it was, like two weeks of hell, basically. Um, so like, yeah, it wasn't fun to have that little bit of time where it was, uh, I was and you know what? having the, the chills and things, but it, it was fine. The, the long-term effects of COVID are so much worse than any of the symptoms you'll get from the vaccine. If you get any symptoms, which you're most likely not going to. Pfizer vaccine would do again 10 out of 10 for me. And I even had a little trip from it. So, yeah. I, I can't wait till I get my vaccine. So and we can actually so do, do this in person. 420. Hell yeah. So I know this wasn't really what we were going to talk about, but I, I will, while we're talking about the vaccine and whatnot, um, did any of you catch um, the backlash for the children's friend, which for those of you who don't know what that is, it's the Latter-day Saint slash Mormon um, children's magazine. You just gave a win say. to Satan, fucker. Wow. I did. Hell Satan. Love Satan. Hail Satan. Um, <laughs> Little Nas's video. Oh my I, God. I we know. need to that's talk about I, that yes. too. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll mention this and then we'll talk about that because yeah. that's way yeah. more interesting. No. So the children's friend um, posted a, or not posted. Well, they probably posted it. Published. It's a, it's a physical magazine. They published a coloring page for children um, that says you can be brave or something like that. And a, a little child getting vaccinated, right? Um, which is a sweet message. I mean, right. it is. Yeah. I don't like to give props to Mormons or Mormonism or their magazines very often, but like good for them, like for being like, oh, children, don't be afraid. Go get the vaccine. That's important. Yeah. True. Go get it because we want you and your fucking family to come back to church so you can pay tithing and feel guilty <laughs> when the bishop is walking around and you don't pay tithing. Um, no but so no big deal like who the fuck cares right like um apparently a lot of people cared because apparently there was a lot of backlash from people who are anti-vaxxers or at least anti-covid vaxxers um microchips yeah we're worried about bill gates is a motherfucker like all those microchips right are you getting Um, better 5g signal coverage i am my my wi-fi is (laughs) so good i know i did a speed test i did a speed test and i was getting like 300 megabits down (laughs) damn and you're like i had wi-fi turned off it was just my arm it was straight from my arm 
I wonder why that is. You, you go click on your little Wi-Fi thing on your laptop, and it's like it's Spencer's because the arm. Earth is flat enough to make it so that the signals work at that speed. True. Oh, I should change my Wi-Fi uh, my Wi-Fi name. The Earth to is flat. Like, or no, to Kevin's Bill Gates microchip or something like that. Um, yeah, no. The I I saw a whole bunch of Mormons uh, just like some were like even threatening to leave the church absolutely okay so you're gonna you're gonna dedicate your life to religion (laughs) and then they're gonna tell you even even like the prophet is getting the vaccine that like all the all the people in leadership they're getting the vaccine and now you're threatening to leave the church because they're encouraging people to get the vaccine really well now i hear that people are actually threatening the artist a sweet illustrator a woman who illustrated the picture um at the behest of the church uh, she drew this picture and now people are threatening her. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's getting a little ridiculous. It's, oh my God. Get your vaccine. I gotta, I gotta look this shit up. That's wild. Here, okay, here's, I, I was I was talking about this with uh, some Mormon friends of mine. And like at the start of COVID, they had like their whole fasting days and they're talking like, we're, we're fasting for a miracle to get rid of COVID. And you know what? Do you know what is a miracle? So, these researchers were developing a vaccine for something that wasn't for COVID. They developed this amazing technology where they can uh, do like little hacks with mRNA and be able to, to inject people with just a weak version of the virus, like normally how vaccines work, right? Yeah. But it's not, e- it's in like artificial, uh, it's, it's not even the virus, it's an artificial virus. It's just the signature of the virus. And that's, so they started developing this technology and they did a whole bunch of clinical trials for it. They found that it was safe. And then COVID hit and they figured out, oh my God, we can use this technology that we're making for this other virus and we can use it for COVID. And side note, they're actually the company that was doing a lot of this research. Now they're trying to apply the same sort of technology to combat cancer. Oh, wow. Anyways, Incredible. In anyways, so you have these, these researchers who are developing this amazing technology and it just so happens that it works with COVID. And you know what? All those people that were fasting and praying that there would be some sort of miracle, how is this not that miracle? Seriously. It, 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 it reminds me, it, it reminds me of the like the little like folk tale that like religious people say a lot. I'm sure you guys have heard this, where like some old person or some person like is like living near a volcano and the volcano is about to erupt. And he's like praying to God and he's saying like, God, please deliver me from this volcano and like all the destruction that'll happen. And his neighbors come and knock on his door and ask him like, hey, do you need help packing? We're, we're going to evacuate. Do you, do you need us to drive you somewhere? And he's like, no, no, no. God will save me. And then, and then the emergency services come and they, they're like, hey, do you need help evacuating? He's like, no, no, no. God will save me. And then he's on top of his roof as lava is flowing around his house. And the, and the search and rescue party comes in on a helicopter and he's like, no, 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 God will save me. And he finally dies. And God tells him like, dude, I sent, you, I sent you three fucking people to save you and you didn't do shit. I feel like I know, I, I know we don't believe in this stuff, but for the people who do, how is this not the exact same thing? Exactly. How is it not? Like all these people freaking out about the vaccine, thinking it's some sort of conspiracy theory. I understand the little problems people have with like 
how fast it went through clinical trials and like how safe it actually is long-term. I get it. I, I, I am very aware of, of those sorts of things and it is concerning to me too. But the researchers and the doctors are all telling us that it's safe. And so let's trust them. And yeah, so back to the back to the friend I was I was admittedly researching in the background here, just seeing what people were saying, because I I wasn't aware of the whole controversy. And it seems as though they've retracted it and changed. uh, The church retracted the image. It seems as though that is the case. Um, which re which which wow uh, <laughs> validates confirms reaffirms my Jesus perspective on Christ. things with the church is that as much as they purport to be uh led by a prophet who speaks to god and you know we don't apologize all these things if the membership freaks out and they're like no we're not we're not good with this they change yep. because you know they got to maintain that that tithing revenue Right. I mean, how often do you hear of members receiving uh, polls or yeah, things like uh, what do you call surveys, it, uh, research, yeah, surveys. research surveys to ask their opinions on certain issues? You know, mm-hmm. how do we want to proceed on certain, you know, doctrine? Or they, they run pilot programs like, oh, let's try to a two hour church and see how it goes. Yeah. Instead of no, this is the way this is what God told me to do. God said, hate homosexuals. That's what we're going to do. Own that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's frustrating. I'm not saying I hate homosexuals, by the way. No, no. But or people that. No, you're speaking. You're the voice of the church. Identify otherwise. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. No. For and in behalf of. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's similar to like, like if the church is pro-vaccine, then why aren't they requiring missionaries to get it? Because they are they publicly said they will not require missionaries to receive the vaccine. Why? You, uh, and saying? they require them to receive a whole bevy of vaccines when they go out on a mission. Why is this one any different? Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's not, and it's not them like forcing it upon the missionaries. Cause you're right, Belinda, they make them get other vaccines. <laughs> because guess what? Vaccines. Shit like chicken pox and malaria is not political, right? Yeah. That's what it all comes down to. It's all right. political. Speaking of politics, speaking of religion, speaking of rappers who made hits in their closet of the apartment, let's talk a little bit about what Will brought up earlier. Uh, Will, why why don't you introduce us to it? Uh, Just Lil Nas's music video? Yeah. So Lil Nas, a fucking awesome rapper. Uh, uh, he, He came out maybe two years ago, I think. Yeah, that um, sounds about right. As being gay, and then he had like his amazing, uh, his amazing hit, um, "Old Country Road" that he did like he featured with like Billy Ray Cyrus, and so he's just awesome. He's super funny on Twitter, so I highly recommend if you're gonna follow anybody mm-hmm. on Twitter, follow Lil Nas. He is hilarious. And Thirst Pod, Thirst and Thirst Pod, follow, follow Thirst Pod too. Um, but so he he did a music video where he did a lot of like satanic imagery around it where he's where i mean he's, to be clear it wasn't just a lot it was all satanic imagery, in, exactly like yeah it wasn't like he's like <laughs> it wasn't like allusions to it was like he, he's not on. like hinting at it being like satanic imagery he's literally <laughs> lap dancing on satan and then snaps it, his 
neck or something like and become satan i don't know it was great it's amazing and 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 all of this is tied to a release of a limited run uh tennis shoe right put out by nike where a drop of human blood is in every sneaker which (laughs) cracks me up because people are like oh my god i'm like what the fuck? I get a drop of human blood right now if I just prick my finger. And like, of course, I, yeah. I doesn't mean someone course, died or was sacrificed to Satan. Of God. course, it's probably just a PR thing, right? Like, the, and and honestly, to be honest, Nike probably was like, "There's always a drop of human blood in all of our shoes because the poor children who make our shoes in Asia are, you know, exactly their, their skin is rubbed raw." So no, seriously, like. Seriously, that, like that—that's a whole other whole other issue that we could tackle. Talking about hashtag fuck Nike. Yeah, yeah. Ni- Nike Nike does not pay their workers. They they basically use slave labor to, to yeah. sell their products. But um, yeah, so he's doing a limited run of these of these Nike shoes. There's only six hundred and six hundred and sixty-six exactly. Yeah. yeah, there's only six hundred and sixty-six available. They have a, like a pentagram medallion on the top of the shoe. <laughs> I love it so much. And it has like uh, you know, like all the football players that would put like John three sixteen or whatever yeah. bullshit yeah. on their on their shoes. He's he put like some like Matthew ten thirteen or something. What that, is like, it? Talks, I, I I can't remember. Let's I'm look pretty, it up. Yeah, some somebody look it up. I'm pretty sure it's Matthew ten. 13 or 16 i'll look it up yeah i wouldn't be surprised if it was the thing talking about the the number of the beast or whatever oh god that'd be incredible but so uh, conservatives are fucking pissed so pissed off about him talking like it's the same old like conservative religious like oh hollywood is back doing the like devil like symbology like they're they're all just devil worshippers and evil people, like they do this all the time. Like they'll like freeze frame like some sort of like music it's, video and be like, "Look, here's a pentagram. If you draw these lines over here, that's a pentagram. This is secretly the devil." Kind of like the the monster drink where every like have you? Oh guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Supposedly the monster Satanic drink. Is monster drink. Satanic. Oh my. God. Don't you think okay. they're the Nike though is and Lil Nas is just being like us and we just kind of love to get a kick out of people freaking yeah, out about absolutely. Satanism. I think most Satanists are that way. Not all. Some so sure, surely believe in Lucifer, son of the morning. So, so the, those are the Luciferians. So the Luciferians yeah. do believe in an actual Lucifer, but satanism like people who like are part of like the temple of satan uh for instance like i am i like literally have a membership card <gasps> nice uh, oh, do really awesome. give I us dropped, information later yeah i've dropped it a few times in stores and like hey i think you dropped and they'll be like oh I'm like oh yeah sorry <laughs> i love that <laughs> incredible hand oh, it, like, hand it to the cashier to pay for your yeah or oh, your sorry, id wrong, as your id thing. at the liquor store yeah oh, <laughs> byu bookstore yeah. i've almost done that because it's like right next to my credit cards okay. um but anyways so most satanists like if, if you look at like the the temple of satan their website it literally it clearly says we do not believe in any supernatural phenomenons like it's we we are the temple of satan because we are trying to like make a point so the temple saying they do a lot of like activist work around uh women's rights and like religious liberties and like that sort of thing so it's really just kind of like we're mocking religious folk 
yeah. and saying that we're our own religion. And then they have really great, they have like a list of tenets that they believe in that are like super awesome that are just like, don't judge others. And it's basically like a good- It's like, don't be a dick. Yeah, it's like, like don't yeah. be a dick. It's like the Articles of Faith, but- Groundbreaking stuff, right? Yeah. So so to be clear, it is Luke ten eighteen mm. that little Nas uh, quotes- or is it on? It's on the shoe, right? It's on the shoe. Yeah. yeah. And what does it say? And the the scripture goes something like this. Depending on, I, I will use the King, King James, James nineteen hundred version. <laughs> um, and he said unto them, "I beheld Satan as lightning fall fall from heaven." So, like, if you're talking about a shoe and you want to be fast, he was fast as lightning, right? Like, it's there incredible. Yeah. And, and as much as I do like to, you know, hashtag fuck Nike, um, like good on Nike for being like, this is fucking fine. Let's not get our panties in a wad for, uh, sorry, is that a sexist thing to say? Maybe it I is. don't know. Let's not, don't get, get, our your gar- let's not a- get our garments in a wad. Garments in a wad. Um, for, yes. you know, him wanting to do a satanic thing, tongue in cheek, especially like who the fuck cares? Yeah. It- there, there was one basketball player that was saying like, oh, I'm never going to wear like Nike shoes again because of oh. they're supporting this. Oh my. I, I really just, I don't understand how people can like, they, they see like some sort of like satanic imagery and like they, I, I don't even know, like I, I fundamentally cannot understand it where people yeah. like will look at it and be like, wow, what evil, evil people. I can't believe that they like, like what what do they think what do they think little Nas does? Like do, do they think he like kills children and stuff? Like what the fuck is he I don't understand why people get so freaked out over like just well, these like little Nas is just making fun of like religious people essentially. But, like but I you don't know. understand why they get so like they really do think it's like a, an attack on Christianity. And right. I guess maybe it is. This a is bit, no but. different than like Q and like <laughs> Like all the uh, like right wing conspiracy theory things about liberals, you know, who are pedophiles and torturing children and like or eating all, fetuses, right? That's nonsense. Like, that is a it's thing. all a and... fear mongering thing made up to scare people. Well, not fetuses. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, who doesn't love the a pair devil, of red leather Jesus? Shoes? <laughs> I'm just kidding, but. Um... <laughs> we'll have to post a link to the i heard an interesting take on the little nas x video and i haven't watched the whole thing admittedly i've just seen a few snippets here and there uh some fun uh memes being made from the video but the interesting take was is that you know christians are always saying yeah if you're gay you're going to hell or if you're if you don't align with our view of what things should be you're going to hell so he's like, all right, cool. I'm going to hell. <laughs> let's, go. let's go. Here it is. Praise Satan. Yeah. And now people are up in arms about it. Like, was he some somehow a representative of mainstream Christianity and all of a sudden made a turn and now you're upset because you said he was going to hell. So let him go to hell and do his thing. Well, what was the tweet that was like, he got into your children's hearts by singing that wholesome old town yeah, road. Yeah. And now look at him. He's, you know. <laughs> Spencer, you're the one that sent that today, right? I don't know if Old Town Road is necessarily wholesome, but... uh, No, but you you sent the meme, I thought, with the Queen Elizabeth watching... Oh, that was uh, yesterday. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, that's what what I was referring. (laughs) Yeah, that was so good. 
uh, we'll put that in the show. So many links sure. to share with you all. Um, and and let's be honest, like I don't really know much about Billy Ray Cyrus at all, but I do know his daughter pretty well, not personally, but <laughs> really? we all do, right, Miley? Um, I feel like I grew up. With I, feel like, I, I feel like I feel like I came in. Like Miley would have ball. been in that video if she had been invited. I feel like Miley would have lap danced with Lamas all over Lucifer. Lil Nas so, X came in like a wrecking ball, torched it up. Exactly. I mean, you know what? Wrecking Ball was another one of these videos that conservatives got pissed off about. Like they get really? pissed off about all the music true. videos. That's Are you true. kidding me? It's because she's like wearing underwear and on a wrecking ball. How how unchristian is that? You know, it's the it's so, such bullshit. Because when you ride a wrecking ball, it should be in garments or conservative <laughs> clothing. Like you know, I I, I try to I try to maintain I try to maintain an equanimous i always forget how to pronounce that uh, we word point of view and I, w- I was out shopping this weekend and i was thinking man what is it with conservatives like y'all are just obsessed with what everybody else is doing like stick to your own shit and focus on you why do you care if two men or two women or two humans that don't, you don't identify with or walking down the street and do something affectionately what the fuck does that have to do with you i've even asked people close to me i'm like seriously why does that bother you and they can't give me an answer yeah well this is the way things should be it's like says who well and it's it says who but to be fair (laughs) i'll say from the left from their perspective from the the right they might feel as though the left is trying to impose some sort of value system on them however my contention is that it's not about imposing any value. It's like creating freedom for people to be who they want to be. It may feel like we're imposing something, but I'm just saying, no, if you want to go worship Jesus or Satan or whatever you want to do, go do it. That's all. That's all. That's at least that's my version of, of my, my left thinkings. I just want people to have the space, freedom, access to be their best, most authentic selves. The end. Right. No, exactly. I think, um, because a lot of these conservatives are the same ones talking about like freedom of speech and freedom of religion and um, just like freedoms in general, right? Like these, these and, and it's like nobody, like legalizing gay marriage, that's just expanding freedom. It's not saying that you have to go get gay married. It, if you're not gay, don't get gay married. It's not that, it's that simple. It's just like, expanding. Gay, gay marriage is legal now, so you must have sex with another. Yeah, person, it's your gender. It's like humans. no, no. And, and, and then <laughs> also what we're saying. that same that same vein of thought is um, like if you believe in freedom of religion, which is something that I do believe in, I don't think we should restrict people on their beliefs. People also have the freedom from religion. We should be able to have freedom from religion. But and to be freedom, clear. And freedom to also worship the Satan if you wanted. Like, if you actually believed in real freedom of religion, you should be able to be supportive of people who want to uh, uh, praise Satan. Well, but, I, I feel as though they believe in freedom of religion as long as it's Christian. That's right. that's the, exactly. the rest of the sentence they don't say. I, right. I'm certain lots of churches feel this way, but certainly Catholicism and Mormonism in very recent history um, have like gone to the government, to the Supreme Court, whatever, and called out and been like, freedom of religion, freedom of religion. And the reality is 
they don't give a fuck about freedom of religion. They give a fuck about freedom of discriminating these, against people yes, who are in their discrimination employee. and yeah. tax breaks. Yes. I mean, it all in the end, a lot of it all comes down to tax breaks. Yes. And that takes me to I know we didn't talk about this being part of the topic, but someone, I can't remember who, someone in my circle. Um, and maybe we have similar circles, so maybe one of you remember. Someone posted that this week. They were like, what if you taxed religion? Like, give them tax breaks, just like you give other Businesses, corporations yeah. and things like that. Allow them to, when they give charitably, when they spend actual money instead of, uh, or even human capital, but like do it in the regular way. But it would probably be able to fund healthcare. Yep. It would probably be able to fund, like, do you know how much money comes into religion every year in the United States? It's a lot of fucking money. So I know what you're talking about, Kevin. There was um, a picture that went viral. Oh my God, I can't, I, I'm not gonna remember what was actually spray painted, but somebody had spray painted on the doors of a church, something like right. uh, tax churches yes. pay for healthcare or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. I truly do believe that like if Jesus existed and if Christians are right that he's going to come back and I don't know murder all the non-religious people whatever burn baby burn. All I'm saying is the Jesus that was in the Bible if he came back and it wasn't he's going to murder everybody type of thing he would be whipping all the merchants that are running the temples and the churches, all, all the churches in the nation. Deseret book would be set on fire. Oh, I'm not even joking. It really would be though. Like if that Jesus came back, he would view, in my opinion, at least like Mormonism as uh, being antithetical to what he was teaching. I think yeah. most Christian religions, to most be Christian, I'm just yeah. making but here is Lil Nas X, and they're fighting against him, and here he is hastening the second coming. Oh, my God. That's true. He should He's be just a part of the plan. Right? He's just, just part like of Heavenly Lucifer, Father's plan. Right? Yeah. <laughs> He's hastening. Well, that's, well, what I, that's what I'm going to say from now on. Like, whenever someone, <laughs> a family member is like, why do you have to do that? Why do you have to say that? Why do you have to yell fuck at your niece's <laughs> basketball game? Whatever. That was an accident. I didn't. Know. Oh but, um, I'm hastening. I'm hastening the second coming. It's fine. That's it's a good fine. one. I like that line. I'll have to off. use that. I'm, just, like that, I'm yeah. just trying to get Jesus to come back. Oh. I'm oh. doing my part. I'm doing my part. It's like a, lore, a fishing lure, right? Like, yes. God will not be mocked. Oh, yeah. Speaking of weird, oh, weird Christian shit, I was, shit, I was trying to find the exact meme, but there was a meme, not really a meme, but a quote by a pastor this Sunday. Um, who was trying to use the blockage in the Suez Canal, Canal, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, to talk about those things impeding God reaching our heart. <laughs> you just need to like clear the way. You got a Suez Canal, your heart? The Suez Canal, yeah. Like, we all have something blocking the way. I was like, these Don't motherfuckers they use, like, are so every stupid so thing as an object lesson. I know, oh, I know. I mean, <laughs> if you have to teach a lesson every Sunday. I've been there, done you that. Know, you got to come up with new shit. So. Been there, done that. Yeah, but yeah, what a thing. Like the, 
the stand-up comedians of you know so religion it's, yeah it's funny that you mentioned the 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 boat or Okay. Is it a boat or a ship? I don't I know. I wasn't even aware anything was difference? happening, and you guys are like, "Have you heard about the ship?" And I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking the about?" The ship, ship got wedged, and I'm like, "This is no big deal." And I think it was you, Will. You're like, well, yeah. "Stopping ten to twelve billion dollars of trade every day." It's I'm like, true. "What the fuck? Really?" No, but that's that's, that's how fragile our like global ecosystem is. You you could have just some captain of a ship accidentally run into the side of a canal. And all of a sudden you cost the world billions and billions of dollars a day in trade because we live in this stupid time where everything is just in time. Everything. Is yeah. I was in our, in our little group chat, I was saying, I blame Henry Ford. You know, he did, he did revolutionize in some ways the manufacturing processes, but we've taken that mindset of just in time, just enough in terms of maximizing our efficiency and output that it creates these, these, just blind spots i mean look at the pandemic response right. you know the fact right. that icus were 80 to 90 percent full it's like how the fuck does that happen oh you're just providing based on statistical analysis what is normally needed but not planning for the worst case you know pulling funding from the cdc or other things like that not not being undermined yeah like uh, n95 masks for the exactly population. strategic stockpile it's like no it wasn't really a strategic stockpile nope nope e everything was just uh the the pandemic i feel like really highlighted a lot of these sorts of and, and i know we talk about capitalism a lot and business and and those parts of the world but it's so uh it's so pervasive in our lives in ways that you're not even aware of the mindset of maximum output maximum increase and minimal input there like a, it fucks up so many things in life there's a really funny meme that a bunch of leftists always post where it's like well uh marx failed to consider and then like they'll like say some situation you know and so somebody was saying that about the suez canal where they're like well marx failed to consider the suez canal being like the arterial like the artery of the global economy and like literally there's a book where Marx talks about how if the Suez Canal gets blocked, it'll cause massive problems. In the <laughs> uh, uh, that's amazing. Amazing. So yeah. Marx did actually consider it. And, but like uh, to your point, Spencer is like, this is a problem with like capitalism because it's not profitable to not do just in time. The reason why we do just in time is so the companies can remain profitable. I mean, I was, I was also but, looking but, at, I was looking at the geometry of the canal. I'm like, why the fuck is this thing so narrow? First of all, it's so shot. Like, we could do better than this, man. Like, humans, we could do better than this. Invest well, some more we money. Built it. When How did we old build is that? that? Was it like the early 20th century? I don't even fucking care, man. I'm just saying, if it if it up. has been that long, like, certainly improvements could have been made. True. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, they're going. Ships are going around the Cape of Good Hope now, like a la. Uh, I mean, you know, the Cape of 18... Bad Luck, the graveyard of <laughs> trade. True true but that's what they're having to resort to now because the log is so backed up they can't like get anywhere now yeah i was, oh, I was reading that it yeah. it adds i think 10 to 14 days to your trip yeah, yeah so. and in commerce that's that's a long time it it's is. a long time um uh to be clear the reason it's so fucking tiny is it was built and i'm sure there have been you know alterate well i'm not sure but I would guess there's been some alterations, but it was just give us between the, just give us 1859 tip, give us the tip. and 1869. So it took 10 years to build. Oh, wow. Uh, but that was a long fucking time ago. 150 years ago plus, yeah. you know. 
Um, so, or I don't know. My math's not great. When that's I a long ass time. Holy shit. Whiskey, yeah. I think it's more than 150 years. I'm pretty and well. They said it was because of bad weather or something that this person ran aground. Is that what was the case? Because oh. it, they, you see the, the things that say he drew a dick pic in the water and then ran aground or whatnot. Somebody said it was because there was bad weather that caused it to happen. I, I don't honestly, know. Captain's, I, captain's uh, stormy weather, weather. Stormy weather. Is that what something it was? Something like that. Oh, Isn't that a cocktail? Because no the only things I know are just the jokes that people are exactly the dick pic memes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Oh, uh, again, check the show notes. Check the show notes. Yeah, the best yeah. the best meme I've seen today is the one where they're like, or it's like a tweet. Somebody said they're like, the first person that goes through after the ship gets free, they should purposely run a grant. <laughs> <laughs> they have the opportunity to like do the funniest fucking be thing. Like, Fuck yeah! <laughs> Woo! Yeah, as, uh, and I'm not sure if this is a hundred percent. This is the speculation show. We just keep throwing shit yeah. out there. But I, I saw <laughs> photos from someone who was on a cruise ship who's now stranded in the canal. Oh shit! And they're it's like, cruises oh, I guess we're just, canal? I guess yeah. we're just gonna hang out here <laughs> for two weeks or whatever. Hopefully, it's all inclusive drinks, right? I know. Can oh, you imagine the memes? Can you fucking imagine? Now? where they're like there's like the little tractor thing that's like trying to dig it out and one. it's like global capitalism <laughs> and the other one's like personal choices like <laughs> so good. i love the fact that we have i don't think we've talked about anything so far that we planned on talking about and that's all right I don't know. um the other that's thing beautiful. the other thing i was thinking though and i guess is somewhat relevant is so last week we talked about the shooting and in Atlanta which shooting? shootings in Atlanta. <laughs> the fact that you yeah. even have to ask which shooting exactly. just speaks to how fucked up things are here. Yeah. And we had another one in Colorado, uh, just next next to us, where yeah. a uh, person went into a grocery store and started, you know, taking people out. And it's sad. Yeah. It is sad. It's terrible. And I don't know why. Well, I know why it keeps happening, I think, but I don't know why we won't do anything about it. It seems so obvious. Yeah. Well, well what's so crazy is in, in, that in a few ways it seems obvious. We can get back to yeah. that. So so what what's kind of crazy is so I, I want to stipulate this by saying, okay, well, let me let me just go through them. Um so originally in Boulder, where, where this shooting happened, AR-15s were illegal to purchase. And it was like a week or two before the shooter went and bought their AR-15 that the NRA had been fighting in the courts to over to overrule the that ban on AR-15s in Boulder, Colorado. And then they were bragging all about it on Twitter about how they were able to overturn the supposedly unconstitutional, which it's not, ban on AR-15s. And then the shooter goes out, buys an AR-15 just days or weeks after they just overruled this. I think it was like less than a week. Yeah. It's yeah. it's insane. So you have the NRA, which in my opinion is a terrorist organization. Agreed. Um, they're bragging about them putting everybody's lives at risk by having these crazy people being allowed to purchase these guns. But so, but so so um, but I want to get at is even though like that's the case, 
even if that wouldn't have been overruled, that shooter would have just gone to a different city and bought, and bought an AR-15. Yeah, I got I'll let Dylan to go first and then... Yeah. No, I was just going to say, uh, a few years ago, I guess there was some hot air balloon accident. Did you see this one, Will? Um, and he immediately put through legislation to increase safety for hot air balloon he, rides. He being the governor? Ted or Cruz. Oh, Ted Cruz. Okay. Ted Cruz. Oh, fuck Ted um, Cruz. T- fuck Ted Cruz. But, I so, mean, I'm all right for away, hot air balloon safety. Don't right. get me wrong, but yes. fuck Ted Cruz. Yeah. Thirst impressions, you know, hot air balloon safety is important to us. Truth. But you know, obviously, you know, there's no hot air balloon safety, you know, lobby that's, you know, funding people's re-elections, right? Yeah. So <laughs> we don't have people to stop, you know, any legislation for gun control. Yeah, I was, I was imagining the, the hot air balloon industry lobbyists in Washington doing their work <laughs> day in, day out. They're very colorful people. Do they all wear top hats? <laughs> we demand the right to use I don't know. red leather for our balloons. Um, um, yeah, it's so, a very subtle one right there. It, it's, so with Ted Cruz, I believe it was Ted Cruz, because they're talking about gun legislation right now. Um, and I swear as Ted Cruz, it could have just been another fascist like Josh Hawley or somebody. But they're, they're, they kept on like saying these outrageous lies about how like, oh, the Democrats just wanted to take everybody's guns away. Nobody. Who the fuck in the Democratic Party is suggesting take guns away? Fucking like Beta O'Rourke? No, no. Beta O'Rourke is just saying stuff to get to get on the news. Like when he's talking about like we should have a mandatory buyback of uh, assault, assault weapons no democrat will ever sign that into law the the type of legislation that like democrats are trying to get are common sense things things like a universal background check do you know how popular universal background checks are in america it's some crazy statistic i think it's more than 75 percent yeah yeah i think it's it's like more than yeah i'm pretty sure it's up around 90 percent so i think background check on every single gun purchase it's not saying that crazy people won't be able to somehow get their hands on guns. It's saying that they're going to be less likely to. Right. And if they're less likely to, maybe that that insane person that went up and shot up the, the store in Boulder, maybe maybe it would have been such a hassle where he would have taken his anger out somewhere else. And you know, I, I don't know what goes into a background check. So uh, if I'm wrong here, we can strike it from the record. But uh i don't know if they would have caught caught him right like i, I guess they're looking for psychological no. things is it criminal stuff what did what did the, what so does it entail it is. so it is psychological things it's assuming they've back. seen a doctor psychiatrist that kind of thing um i i'm pretty uh, sure they have to go through like some uh, i don't want to get too in the weeds because my, my point or what i wanted to get at earlier is i think there's a multi-pronged approach and many things that need to happen so discovering what the underlying root causes for people to act in these ways. Not that it always makes sense, you know, certainly mental illness is a part of it. And gun rights activists like to say, well, guns don't kill people. People kill people. I'm like, fuck you, man. Like it's a lot harder if I have a baseball bat to kill 26 people, you know, as opposed to a a long gun or rifle. Um, So understanding, you know, what, why are people being driven to this place? You know, and maybe well, it's appropriate. So, We've been talking about capitalism and and kind of how it puts people yeah, down that's and valid. in these that's super these, valid. these yeah. places where people become desperate or people become crazy or I shouldn't say crazy, sorry, uh, mentally troubled or perhaps yeah. desperate. Even you have yeah. leaders in uh, in positions of influence who 
challenge the very nature of truth, you know, and what does that do to people um, when you present this reality that is, is not based in fact at all, right? No, no, I, I, I totally get that. I, I guess what I'm saying, like with back, universal background checks is um, just specifically that is it is highly popular on both sides of the aisle. And I'm not saying that it would completely deter these sorts of people that are going out and make, doing these crimes. I'm just saying like the, the barrier to entry to commit those sorts of crimes will be a higher. They're going to yeah, have and the, the, com, the common refrain or straw man, whatever the correct term is. Oh, well, criminals get guns anyways. I'm like, well, you're right. not, and, and the thought I've had is, okay, this person wasn't a criminal until they did the criminal thing. Right. So right. your criminals are going to get them anyways. Yes, I agree with you. If someone and, wants yeah. to get a fucking the gun, they'll get it. But yeah. if we raise that bar of qualification, it's going to prevent some of these things. You're and right, it's Will. so low right now. The bar is set so low right now. Easier Here's to get thing. a bottle. Easy, easier to get a gun than a bottle of water on election day in Georgia. Tell you what. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's true. And we will, we will so, talk about that too. Um, so, uh, so uh, another thing, I'm so glad you brought up, like when conservatives are like, oh, no, it's not guns that kill people. It's people that kill people. And they always talk about like, oh, we need to we need to help people's mental health more. And OK, then where's the funding? Like yeah. they keep on saying like, oh, we need better mental health in this country. OK, then where is your guys's proposal? Yeah. Ted Cruz always says this. He has zero proposal to actually fund better health and uh, mental health initiatives. Do you know what covers all mental health problems? Medicare for all. True. Like um, that sort of legislation would cut down on gun crime. Yeah. Even even if universal background checks didn't catch every criminal, it postpones the purchase of a gun, right? They're not going to get it the same day. Uh, so if somebody's truly having a, a bad day, as in the case of the Atlanta oh, shooter, geez. maybe oh that God. will pass and you know they can work that shit out, right? And you know, having stricter legislation as far as like possession of guns, having some sort of, you know, license or that shows you've received a certain amount of training and you've received psychological, you know, checks or whatnot, you know, at some point people, the government instituted driver's licenses, right? Exactly. And not to take away our cars, but, you know, to just to make sure we're, you know, being safe. Like what's the huge holdup? The there, hang there, up here i don't understand there there are so many things that we could do another thing is uh red flag laws like it, it was anybody in this person's family concerned that this guy was talking about shooting people up there should be a mechanism where they could go to the court and say hey this person should not be allowed to have guns take away this person's guns not forever but until whatever this mental health crisis he's that they're going through is done with make sure that they receive proper health uh mental health care and another another thing is um people who abuse their spouses they should not be able to have guns absolutely period yeah. if you're abusing your spouse you immediately should get your guns taken away i'm sorry we, we don't allow felons to have guns we shouldn't allow uh, abusers to have guns simple things like that sure. and i'm right there with you belinda my feelings on guns is it's probably a little bit more to the right than some of my leftist friends i I don't want to take away because I, I do know a couple people who are like we should just ban all guns. No, we shouldn't. That's no. stupid. You never will. You never will. Everybody has and it doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. work. At least I have personal experience with that. It, it doesn't right. work. Yeah. You but, don't need an AR-15 to hunt ducks, though. So. Yes, but I mean, 
Just kidding. <laughs> but it's what easier. I think you could do is we need licenses to drive cars, which are killing machines as well. Yep. You should need to have a license to own a gun. Absolutely. If you fail to renew that license, you should be required to turn in your guns. The, the, argue, the, the counter argument is all oh, that the constitution says uh, you have the right to bear arms and that's it. But, like, but licenses, no, were licenses even con conceived of then? Like, can we no, progress no, and no. adapt but, and move you know, forward? Are we so beholden a... to this thing that we can't make any improvements? Because we Crazy. put it on a fucking pedestal. We well, put the founding fathers yeah. and like these early early visions of what is needed in america on this pedestal and then we put modern reality we take the the things on the pedestal and apply it to modern reality and it doesn't it always doesn't work fucking work yeah most it doesn't of the time, always work to be honest yeah, yeah. These fuckers I, I, that are gunning everybody down they're not part of a well-regulated militia just bingo. saying bingo that's what and I was and if say. they are, they are domestic terrorists usually. But True. That, that's what I was going to say. So guns kind of trigger me. <laughs> guys can't tell. Because the Second Amendment says uh, being part of a well-regulated uh, militia, being necessary to the state of the nation. It doesn't say that every single private citizen should be able, allowed to have a gun. You have to be part of a well-regulated militia. And that's not the yeah. stupid bullshit where states try to do the little loophole like Utah has in the constitution, it's in our state constitution, it says that every Utah citizen is part of the Utah state militia. It's not well-regulated. Oh, wow. You need to be part of a well-regulated militia. The, go back and read court cases around the, se the Second Amendment because there has been a gross misreading of what the constitution says. It, and it has been because of activist judges pushing forward their freedom, gun toting, whatever, lying. And the, and the NRA. And the, and sure. Because of organizations like the NRA. Yeah. It's interesting, Will, to like, from my perspective, and I have, I have, uh, how do I say this? I have people who look like me that have guns, and I'm like, man, you're fucking brave. If, Perfect. if I were, so Utah recently uh, reduced the, was reduced or it made it easier to to open carry i think or is it concealed carry yes yes uh open, open carry either way you can you can oh, walk yeah. around pack you can walk around packing oh, in utah, I thought it was right? concealed, but, well, yeah, yeah. It was concealed. you can walk around packing utah. i've thought about this before like man maybe i especially as january 6th happened and i was like oh shit something's going to happen like someone's yeah. gonna show up to my house i i took my black lives matter signed down that kevin made for me because i was like i don't want to draw any attention to myself because i don't have a fucking gun so i thought maybe i'll get a gun you know what is terrifying to white people a black person with a gun oh, like God, yeah <laughs> you could say all you want that we have the right to bear arms but jesus christ there's no way i'm gonna let a white person see me with a gun because i will be the cops will be called on me i'll be arrested i'll be shot i'll be hurt I'm like no fucking way there is inherent racial bias to this whole argument right it's like who has the right to bear arms and you, what you, you, what you are you okay it. with you exactly just, there's a really a funny hat while you carry it man there's so many links yeah. for this episode there's a really funny college humor video where it talks about this whole idea of uh you know arming ourselves you know and, and i i just watched uh 
shit, I forgot the name of the movie already because I have a sponge brain, but it was about uh, Fred Hampton, Black Panthers, um, how he was targeted by the FBI and gunned oh, down as a, as a strong black figure who was, yeah, um, Judas and the Black Messiah, who was inspiring people. Arguably, he was more Marxist, but in, in the sense that he was providing breakfast for kids and he was building confidence within community and rising up. And the FBI and the U.S. government were so terrified, they went in and killed him and a bunch of other people to try and suppress this movement for equality and for access to uh, opportunity, right? So what does this have to do with anything? Well, <laughs> the idea of a Black person with a gun, like I said, is threatening to a lot of people. And I recognize this and realize this. And immediately I was like, oh, shit, no, there's, there's no way I'm going to buy a gun because... I, I'm already enough of a target. I'm already enough of a threat. I've seen people's behavior change as I show up or walk by or whatever. And I'll save those stories for another time. But adding a gun to the mix is the last thing I want to do, man. Yeah. yeah. Now, the, the issue around guns is, is really complex and it's frightening because it's so deadly. Um, there, there's been um, a little bit of a shift in at least leftist communities that I'm part of where people aren't so anti-gun anymore um where people are start starting to talk about like hey we have all these white supremacist militias arming up and they're feeling emboldened to actually do like attacks like trying to kidnap governor Whitmore um right that right. happened last year in Michigan, a, right? Yeah. In Michigan, yeah. The white supremacist group was planning on kidnapping Governor Whitmer. And um, just this week, um, the in uh, what, what state is it, Kevin, again? Michigan? Michigan. Um, the GOP chair in Michigan was oh, yeah. calling the, the Michigan administration witches, and they were saying that their supporters had to take care of them. So, so they are like literally encouraging the GOP is they are encouraging their supporters to take up arms against here's, political rivals to uh, stand, a, stand, stand back and stand by, right? Something along exactly. those lines. Exactly. <laughs> when he said that, when he oh said that God. people, people on like CNN or whatever were like, oh, that's a dog whistle. That's a dog whistle. And they were given so much shit over saying that because they were like, he just said something. But look what fucking happened in January, Think man. about anything. I'm like, no, exactly. And guess what? There were, I mean, there's recorded testimony of people from these militias who were like waiting in boats with guns, like ready to fucking, like, because it's hard to bring guns into Washington, D.C. So they were like, we're going to take the pot Potomac. Is that Potomac, the yeah. yeah, they so really were. We're gonna like be waiting on the Potomac with guns. Oh my god, ready I didn't hear this for when, like, once you get inside and like you can send people and get all the guns and um, like shit. So, shit so could have been a lot worse than it was. I think. So just side note, I have a different point to make, but you just mentioned mentioned Malcolm X. Malcolm X is he is so misunderstood because of the way it's taught Agreed. the way that they teach about Malcolm X in schools. Agreed. I highly recommend read this autobiography. Malcolm X's autobiography. It is amazing. Malcolm X was an amazing man and he did so much good. He was, he was far radical than a lot of the, the 
the other uh, black activists at the time. Yeah. But he he did some amazing things, and he inspired like the Black Panthers doing uh, free school lunches, and he did a lot of amazing things. Um, would, the I other would... thing that I wanted oh did you want to say something? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, the other thing I wanted to say was, holy shit! The do you guys remember that picture of the guy with flexicuffs in the state capitol? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Ben Shapiro's like, everyone's got zip ties. What are you <laughs> everyone's got fucking zip ties. <laughs> What's a web, anyways? <laughs> <laughs> everyone's got yeah. zip ties, but no one knows about wet ass pussies. Come on, I don't know. So, so the court. Uh, so of course the guy gets arrested, and uh, he was there with his mom. Um, oh my god and she his, brought tendies just kidding <laughs> um so they're going through their court case right now and the judge literally just ruled i believe it was yesterday that they are not a threat to society no oh, i saw that i saw no. that. really so i mean that's that's honestly that's like white privilege to find it, right it absolutely you, you literally you literally storm the capitol you're there with flexicuffs planning to arrest and possibly murder. We don't know their intent. Yeah. Oh, oh but they were saying hide, sure. hang Mike Pence. Where's they Pelosi? Put a, they put a AOC. fucking gallows up in front of the Capitol. God damn yeah. it. They were going to kill people. They're white. They're white. So they're not a threat to society. It's okay. The shooter in Colorado, right? He, exactly. he, well, he was taken was into not custody. white, actually. Oh, oh that's true. That's true. I was going to speak right. on. Um, which I think I, I think that. addresses the issue, which it happens to cut more across gender baselines than it does yeah. race. Although the the majority, it it, it 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 it's actually proportionally representative of the population of the United States, which is why I think the problem runs deeper. I think people are frustrated, desperate, going crazy because we're running this fucking rat race. No yeah. one has time to breathe. No one has time to be. We don't have services available to us to help out. People get desperate and they do crazy fucked up shit. And they do it because it's easy to get those things to hurt people, right? That's what I think the problem is. It's not, hey, yes, it happens to be that, you know, white people are treated differently in these circumstances, but the truth is it does cut across it does. Um, ethnic Ooh. lines. But I think the broader problem is, are we, <laughs> as a society like can we just cut the bullshit basically and stop with this me myself and i business and like actually do things to help everyone like we can do it we can so do why, it i'll, I'll, I'll so give far? you a, i'll give you a quick example yeah. in the pandemic response my kid's school made school lunches free until some stimulus funding runs out they're like school lunch is free cool did i throw my hands up and i'm like i'm not working anymore God damn, I'm done. No, I'm like, oh shit, cool. School is just free. Bit, God, I have a little <laughs> bit of flexibility here, and I can right. say I'm going to take that money and invest, and in whatever way I can, <laughs> right, to improve my life. It's not like I'm throwing my hands up, like, well, I'm not going to be a dad. Some days they have school lunch because that's what they want. Some well, days I make uh, them a sandwich because that's what they want. Well, and it's for, awesome. for some people, they were like, I'm going to pay the electric bill. Yeah, right? like good right. point. We're good fortunate point, Kevin. not to have to deal with that. Yeah, good point. Good point. Well, yeah. a point to what you're what you're saying, Spencer, is why the fuck is school lunch not free? What exactly. The fuck? Why? Why oh, the man. fuck are we squeezing parents? This is like the catch-all show. <laughs> no, no, we're not yeah. squeezing the parents. We're squeezing the fucking children. That's what exactly. Yep. Yeah. And and there's this like weird 
right wing conservative mostly i would argue and that's that's me speculating but I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the case that oh all so for 12 years of your child's life you straight up expect conservatives expect you saw the response in the pandemic when people were like oh you've got to you got to homeschool what the no kids have to go to school what it's like are you paying Free school you, paying? you know fuck you pay me what, what's going on no, there's no talk about that. And then all of a sudden, magically, when kids turn 18, it's like, oh, fork over, you know, fifty, hundred thousand dollars, whatever it is for their college or more. Yeah. And it's like, why? What? What's with four more years of community college or even some state college program that's free? What? What's the difference and, here? Like, I, I don't understand what what magically happens at this point that you just throw your decency out the window and are just like. No, you well, and then can't also, afford it. I'm going to keep you who can't afford it down. And, and it mm. also goes towards like free college is not just about like people individually getting college. It's about educating our freaking society. Absolutely, right. dude. But you know, you, you why know, do they want that? Republicans don't, don't like education. It. Trump doesn't no, like educated they, people. No. They don't, but they're also the True. same ones that are saying like, we need to compete with China. We need to compete with South Korea. We need to compete. China. Yo, China is leading the world in AI research. Yeah. And it's because they have an educated public. Thank you. Free, free. <laughs> it's free an investment in ourselves. Oh free God. college education. Investing well, in our health and well-being. Our education is investing in us. Exactly. In human exactly. capital, if you want. We can put it in those those right. uh you know the un unempathetic terms but let's invest in some human cap human capital for a change motherfuckers like seriously do you, do you know how hard it is to find good software engineers it's incredibly yes. hard yes it is. do you know how it would make it easier how it would make it a lot easier for companies to hire better engineers free free college education if if you know anyone... how you can how you can create small businesses that are highly successful that compete globally free college education so people actually have the tools but will if you make it free they're not going to try so guess what <laughs> the people with the aptitude to do certain things aren't magically born into families that have the ability to pay for their college education right i'm going through this right now i have a child about to graduate from high school and we're looking and she's done very well for herself uh, academically and so she's been accepted to a lot of great schools um they're fucking expensive i have my expensive i don't just mean like so i'm divorced so it's like a two yeah two income family if you will three income family if you will i guess um but like it's too much and she's getting scholarships and like not full scholarships to some of them but, but it's still too like, much it's still oh, like yeah. oh well i can't pay like three thousand dollars a month year round for four years to have you go to school by the way i have three other children too so like um spencer you you touched on a word that has been sticking in my craw if you will this whole time desperation yeah um desperation i haven't felt that very much in my life i really haven't i'm very fortunate i'm very privileged and very i've blessed. i've touched Hashtag, on those blessed. I've touched on that state a couple of times, not so much in my adult life, but that's because of fear and like straight up PTSD trauma from 
not yeah. having means growing up. Like I'll do anything <laughs> possible to avoid that well, because I know what it's like and I know how uncompassionate the system is here. Well, yeah. here, here's a very simple, um, I don't know, maybe metric to kind of gauge. It's not necessarily desperation, but like feeling the squeeze of the capital system that we, that we live in. Yeah. How, how many of you have had to check your checking account before you fill up your car? I have like, what, how many politicians could say that? How, how many, how many people like college education, college educated people can say that? Not a lot. Like I know there are some, like I am one of the, one of those people, but rich people don't have to feel that sort of pain. Privileged people don't have to feel that sort of pain. They, their minds, um, they don't have to worry about those sorts of things. I was reading, I was reading this story about this, this black girl in uh, Ohio, I think, who is currently like about to win one of the most prestigious, like uh, high school scientific awards, because she was able to find um, some dye that you could infuse with sutures that doctors use that could heat up at a certain pH level to notify the doctor that there is an infection in the wound that they're working on. And this will, this will like literally save thousands, maybe millions of people's lives, especially in country in underdeveloped countries. Right. Imagine if people, people like her and people just not, not just like her, just every single person had the ability growing up having access to labs and having access to high quality education think how much innovation we could do if we weren't so squeezed by the system if we weren't so desperate to just put food on the table like if that if that girl had to worry about getting a job in high school because her parents can afford rent or something she's not going to be out there looking for what dyes change color at a certain pH level but she's able to do that if everybody was able to have the freedom to actually think things through and be able to not have to worry about where where money is going to come from and what it's going to be used for, our society would be so much better. So much not, better. Ever, not everyone has a scientific or technical aptitude. Think about, so we're talking Maybe about like do, innovation Kevin. and things like that. Think about think about on the other side of things. And the other side, I, I shouldn't go down because I don't mean, because it's like this. Um, Think about the person who, because community college is free, goes and becomes a welder because they took metals in high school and metal class and they they were like, that's kind of cool. And then they get a job and it's a decent job and it pays 25, 30 bucks an hour and they do well, they do great for themselves, you know? And they can be a parent. And now they, I mean, I'm being a little bit, whatever here but and now they don't beat their wife yes because they're not so stressed about fucking money and they're not so stressed that their wife got pregnant with their second child and they're they know there's no way they can afford that i mean i'm i know i'm being a little i don't know what the word is for it but no i mean like, it's a, it's it's generalized here, I, but I, uh, <laughs> it helps i don't i don't be spectrum. i don't beat my kids or hit yeah. people but i can speak to the the increased frustration that you feel and shortness in patience when there's other things in life that you're stressed about and i don't know if you can relate kevin and belinda to this but like when other things are happening maybe you're a little bit shorter on patience right and yeah yeah for some people 
it's it's not unreasonable for me to imagine that when they're feeling the squeeze as will puts it they 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 do unreasonable things for release or for expression right yeah. and that's I, that's that's being euphemistic about the reality right. of the situation which is yeah they go to a grocery store and they shoot people or they target right. uh certain ethnic groups in in some sort of event I, there was also a shooting in virginia beach this this past yeah. week as well yeah. you know it's not i i'm i'm even thinking about just like just general things about life like um my i i'm super fortunate because my dad was able to have a job where he had a lot of free time after work or he was able to make free time after work and he was able to coach me in baseball. And so he, through that, I was able to find out what it means to be on a team and to like uh, uh, contribute to a group cause. So like, even if like parents didn't feel the squeeze, if they're able to have a little bit more free time or just even less stress, maybe that means that you're sitting out in your backyard with your kid and in the, at night and you're looking at the stars and you inspire them to think deeply like little like the littlest things in life like that when you're a kid they make the biggest difference in the world and like like you're talking about kevin maybe they don't have like the the, the aptitude for like scientific thinking like, like 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 or engineering and like that sort of thing though i think i would disagree and i think a lot of people have that aptitude if you just gave them a sure chance. sure but even if that means that they're like a welder working hard eight hours a day, maybe they get to come home and they're not as stressed and they get to help their right. kids with their homework. They, they get to just have some time with their wife for some sort of, so that their marriage isn't so stressful. And it's the little things in life that the squeeze of capitalism adds up. So and sometimes it, for, it pushes people to do crazy things. Right. So this last week, I don't know if any of you read Ramona books growing up. Oh, God. I fucking uh, Beverly Cleary, the author of the Ramona books, passed away at the age of 104. Wow. Uh, so she geez. had a good run. And what a great lady. She's just wonderful. Those books were super influential when I was oh, growing she's up. She born like 1918? Yeah, she was so old. The book, the original Ramona books were written in the 50s. Okay. Um, and you know this because in the one book, Ramona and her father, um, he be was laid off or something in the book and they were really struggling for money. Um, but he was able to rally and get back and get a job and be able to support their family. And they were a homeowning family up in Portland. Uh, as, and he was the job he got to save the family was as a cashier at a grocery store. Oh God. Uh, so this is 50s life compared to you know Real what we're life. living now, yeah. right? Yeah. So in the Ramona books, Ramona and her father is the name of the book. He loses a job and eventually gets a job as a cashier at a grocery store That's and right. saves the family. I mean, we're looking at much different circumstances oh. these days, right? If somebody was to get a cashiering job at any grocery That's store. one of four jobs you might have. Yeah. Exactly. 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 And never see your family and be completely, you know, stretched thin, you know. We're living a completely different life and nobody seems to understand it. Uh, you know, RIP Lucille Bluth, you know, what could a banana cost? Like $10 and who knows, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. 
these elite people don't understand what life costs. And Lucille Bluth, the actress, died. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, she passed away this that. week at eighty. Yeah, I didn't I believe. know that. Yeah, in yeah. her sleep. Um, so, I mean, another aspect to this is like during like the nineteen fifties. That's when like unions were really strong. That that's right. that's when minimum wage actually could pay for allow for a family to have a single breadwinner like during this during that time period the middle class was thriving and what you've seen after that period from like 1970s on is that wages have just been flat and you it's like almost directly so correlation is not equal to causation of course but it is almost like directly correlated to the strength of unions and um so the reason why I'm saying this is, so if you've guys seen in the news this week, um, there is a Amazon warehouse. I'm just going to mention that. Yes. That is trying to unionize. And uh, Bernie Sanders went down there uh, to talk to the union organizers and to try to get people to vote uh, yes on for their union. Uh, and if you know anybody there, tell them to vote yes. Um, I doubt we know anybody there, but uh, that's that's one of the things that help with what we're talking about. Have if, you been following the tactics that Amazon's been using or other? Yes. Well, I, I shouldn't Bullshit say Amazon, gaslighting. the large company. No, like, well, they were messing with traffic lights Yep. to fuck what? with people so they couldn't what? get, yeah, they were no, doing all this like, more. I don't know all the details, but they were doing stuff like that. Um, there was something to do with bathroom lights? breaks and efficiency, just, unethical at least i would consider to be unethical people. things yeah, yeah fucking people that they're using union busting tactics to try to not allow this union to happen and it, and as part of that push they also uh went online on twitter and they had their pr department start attacking bernie sanders saying like oh well we're like the bernie sanders of companies because we pay our employees 15 dollars an hour and it's uh and, and so like Bernie advised people don't live on that right like well so the thing about Amazon is yeah they pay their workers $15 an hour and they get decent uh health insurance that like the credit to them they actually do but they also make their workers work really really hard for instance if you're if you're an Amazon driver you have to meet a certain quota every single day no matter I've have you seen them running I've I've been watching them locally (laughs) There's this one uh, woman I've, I've seen on this regular route and mm-hmm. she makes deliveries to this particular home a few times and I'll see her like park, mm-hmm. doors open, she jumps out, sprints and just yeah. like tosses the box and runs back. Yeah. And it's usually on the way to pick up my, my kids from school and I'll see her and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So they work their workers extremely hard because, because they do get $15 an hour and they do get good health insurance they don't want to lose their job. They don't want to lose their job. And so they force them to work these extremely hard routes, at least the drivers. And um, one of the common things is that they're that they pee in bottles. And not only that, but so so on Amazon or, or on Twitter, the their PR department is going back and forth one of with one of Bernie Sanders' advisors, and they're saying, um, oh, you don't actually believe that we make our employees pee in bottles. And that tweet, uh, it, it got ratioed, which what that means is it got more likes and comments than it got retweets. So more people were 
engaging in a negative way than they were in a positive way. And a whole bunch of Amazon employees were commenting saying, no, I peed in a bottle today because I couldn't meet my quota. And um, a really great uh, uh, investigative journalist, uh, Ken, uh, Ken Klippenstein, he actually, he gets, he gets a whole bunch of people to leak documents to him from a whole bunch of different organizations. Nice. He's super awesome. He's fun on Twitter. Follow him, Ken Klippenstein. Um, but he got some internal documents from managers at Amazon that are showing that not only are employees peeing in bottles, but they're also defecating in bags because they have to meet their quota and yeah. they can't stop for a bathroom break. So they like will literally use the bathroom in their Amazon trucks in order to meet their quota. So, so even it, it's horrible. Like that's the type of horrible working conditions that they're having to go through. And think about, think about what that, how that would make somebody feel like think how the, a parent would feel if they're having to use the bathroom in bags and pee in bottles and they get home, do, do they feel fulfilled? Do they feel respected by their workplace? I, I would be surprised if they did. And I wonder how that impacts their personal lives. I do. So it makes, you, it makes you think twice about putting that, pushing that buy it now button. At least it's making yeah. me think twice about it now. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, but, a couple uh, oh, let me, so just to finish my thought is this is like the importance of a union. So I'm not, I'm not saying that like a union is the answer to everything and a union is perfect, right? But I'm saying like these people that work in these work in these warehouses because it's not just the drivers, also the people in the warehouses. Yeah. Sometimes the maybe a year or two ago uh there was like one Amazon warehouse that found that it was cheaper to have an ambulance sitting in front of it than it was to run the AC. So, so when oh, people would pass out, they would just shit. send them on the ambulance because it was cheaper. So, and another one is uh, an employee was really struggling in the warehouse to keep up with the, the, the harsh demand that they put on these employees. And so he would regularly like fall behind just a little bit. Like he wasn't, he wasn't slowing anybody down. He just wasn't able to get things done as fast. And he had a heart attack and died and he was left on the floor of the warehouse for 20 minutes the whereas the day before when he started to slow down a little bit his manager knew within a minute and cited him but when he died the next day he was just laying on the ground for 20 minutes the manager didn't care he thought the manager just thought he was taking a break and they just let him die right there on the floor so there's so, a Oh, go ahead. Um, so, so I know I keep on saying I'm finished. This, this is me finishing this. Is now those employees, they're actually working together to collectively come together and say we are not going to work until we are treated with dignity. Yes. And if that union wins, if they're able to unionize, you better believe all around this country you're going to start seeing Amazon unions, and it's going to be yeah. good for them. It's going to they're actually going to start getting better jobs with better benefits without being treated like shit yeah so it, it creates it creates a balance in power I, i've been yeah. reading or not reading but listening to a an audible series called capitalism versus socialism comparing economic systems it's by professor edward stewart of northeastern illinois university and he was talking about the differences 
in American style capitalism and European, because arguably there are good, yeah, hypothetically good things about capitalism with the right, of course, checks and balances, and and a union is a way to balance power in a company. Um, but what was interesting I discovered is that in Europe, in certain countries, they're actually by law <laughs> mandated by the government to have. Um, I forgot the term, but it's essentially a representative from the, I guess you could say workers on the board itself to yes, advocate right, right. for equity among employees. And I think that's that's like, yeah, that makes sense. Cool. Americans don't like the idea that the government's meddling in stuff, you know, or unions have the ability to shut down a company, but you have to, I think, well, you don't have to, but there are benefits to creating balance in power where you know, if a CEO or leadership decides, hey, we want to maximize our profits and you guys are asking for a dollar increase per hour, there's there's 40,000 of you, that's $40,000 an hour in a year. That's a bit, that's a lot of money. You know, that's, that's coming out of our bonuses. Having someone who can balance that out, I think is important, yeah. right? So and... I, I'm all for, uh, Ber- Bernie had his uh, proposal, policy proposal uh, called a, uh, um, democracy in the workplace, and I think that's absolutely what we should do. Why? Why are we working for these companies, where essentially eight hours a day we are working in uh, an authoritarian uh, culture, where you don't have a say in any of the decisions that get made? We should ha- we should be able to have some say in our workplace, in our pay, in our benefits. Not saying that we should be able to like directly say no we're gonna do this i'm saying we should at least have a seat at the table yeah yeah Yeah. exactly um a couple questions because we've all had a lot to say on this first of all what this is an honest question i'm not trying to be funny i'm not trying to be but like think about women i've had plenty of amazon women drivers right can you pee in a bottle I'm not trying to be funny. I'm really not. It would like, not be convenient. It would not be pretty, no. I'm assuming. No. Um, so so think about how degrading that is to a man. But you can aim, right? Like you can Right. Anyway. I peed in um, many a bottle on a road trip. Kevin. And I, I was going to I have not. I've uh, done I've done so. it once and it was scary because I was worried I was gonna fill it and like anyway. And- um, I had some. Students, I was like, "What happens if it's full?" No. No, I had some students on a geology trip, and a girl on the geology trip had one of those Go Girl devices. Mm. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Those little no. like plastic that make a plastic penis where you pee into it, and it like you know helps you direct the stream so that you can pee like Just a dude when you're stream. out on the trail or whatnot, or you're camping or whatnot. It ended horribly. I'm Kevin, just saying Kevin it was not baffled. a good situation. So, I mean, maybe it works for some people. It did not work for this girl. We all were witness and we we're like, yeah, we're not going to do that. Uh, so, yeah, I can imagine this any woman driver or a woman working in a warehouse having no little to no bathroom breaks, uh, yeah. really struggling. That's yeah. what I was going to say is I think it was John Oliver. I feel like I watched it with you, Belinda. Yeah, maybe. Um, I feel like John Oliver did a special on warehouse workers from Amazon. He did. Yeah, yeah, I think it was him. He did. Um, they're like scary conditions. And obviously, Will talked about the man 
dying, yeah. away, and dying. That's probably not ship, the first time. And no one really even realizing it for 20 minutes. Um, but so I'm sure the, the drivers and the warehouse workers are similar in terms of their, like, again, it's a maybe not desperation because they're like, oh, I'm making at least $15 an hour and I'm making decent uh, decent benefits and things like that. But there's desperation in terms of holding on to that job, right? Yeah. Like, meanwhile, I Google, I have it open in a browser right now. I don't know how accurate this is because as crazy as this sounds, the numbers change day to day, hour to hour. Sure. But right now, Jeff Bezos's net worth post-divorce, right? Yeah. Is 181.2 billion US dollars. Right. Um, Elon Musk, 157.48. Bill Gates, 126.28. Mackenzie Scott, I don't know who she is. I think that's 54. Jeff Bezos' ex. That's his ex. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought she gave all her shit away. Maybe I'm. She wrong. married a teacher who is now the third richest person in the world. Just kidding. <laughs> Fourth, no, but, fourth. but $15 an hour as you know, Bernie has, you know, put that forward as like a base minimum wage, right? Um, minimum. minimum. Minimum wage. It's a livable wage in some places, but it's yep. not in others. And is Utah not, is one of those Lake places. Utah, it's not no. a livable wage in Salt Lake City, Utah. Maybe in um, Tabiona, Utah, but not Salt Lake City. Maybe not Utah. even there. Or even like Lehigh, it's, Utah. Yeah. Like cost of living in Utah is ridiculous. And we know this because, you know, house so, prices and all these things. Like, yes, yeah, you can't live on $15 an hour on a single income. The the fight yeah. for 15 is the compromise. Yeah. $15 right. an hour is the compromise. It's not right. saying like $15 and then we're going to compromise that 13. No, no, no. If minimum wage would have kept up with productivity, it would be closer to $25. Right. So $15 is the very base. But minimum. Yeah, but but companies see that and they're like, oh, well, we'll only pay $15. Most companies are not going to pay more than that. Like for like, you know, they're not even entry level jobs. No. We could have a whole episode talking about the, the fight for 15 um one of the things i wanted to say when you're talking about uh jeff bezos's net worth kevin is the amount of money i i I saw a tweet about this so it might just be fake right (laughs) but it was on twitter so it has to be real has to be real probably (laughs) so the amount of money that jeff bezos made during the pandemic he could pay every single american worker a hundred thousand dollars of a bonus and have the same amount of money that he as had before. at the start of the pandemic of workers so not every american so of all, all of his employees well just in workers in so let's say 100 million 100 million times 100,000 would be i don't even know i'll i'll, I'll calculate that we 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 were joking about this uh, just this week belinda and i were talking about a million dollars like what it's like to spend a million dollars when i was a kid and even back in the 40s i guess there was a show before that called brewster's millions mm-hmm. and the whole concept of the show was someone some very very wealthy man left all of his millions and millions and millions of dollars to this person 
Um, but the the way he was yeah. receiving it, the stipulation was that he had to spend $1 million in a very short period of time, many, many days, maybe a week, maybe a month. I don't remember. Um, but I remember being like, fuck, I could spend a million bucks in a week or a month or whatever. I remember that show. Um, yeah. But uh, I think because the word billion and million sound so much alike, it's really easy to lose track of the difference exactly. between the two. Um, I've seen a, a couple different versions of this, but like, um, and I'll try and find it for the show notes. Um, but it's like, uh, what do you call that? Like a graphical representation. Oh, right. Of, that, like shows like, you, like $1 million dollars billion, versus yeah. like the net worth of Jeff Bezos. And right. like, and you scroll to like, see and infinity, it like has, all right? these, like, has all these checkpoints and it feels like infinity it does yeah. like you scroll for minutes like a, a long, long time, time just continuous <laughs> scrolling so like the reality is like will saying like even during this one year period basically like the amount of money that's being like um what's the word for it when you um accumulate well, you're growing things exponentially, like, yeah. um, like, like the realization of of um, positive growth or positive um, accumulation of wealth by billionaires doesn't. It's it's so incomparable to the reality of most Americans. This this is this is what I tell my friends when. Um when they're talking about like oh do you like invest your money and like that sort of thing you will never ever 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 get rich off of investing your money or bitcoin you're not going to you may get some more money but you're not going to get rich you're not going to become a millionaire like over a short period of time by putting money into Robinhood or cryptocurrency you will accumulate some money that will probably be more than what you would lose in inflation. But in order to make money, you have to have money. So when you're a billionaire, you can make a lot of money by putting a couple hundred thousand dollars in stock, into buying stock or Bitcoin. Yeah, you're going to get fucking rich off of that. But if you're only putting a couple hundred bucks or maybe even a couple thousand bucks, the best case scenario is you're going to end up with a couple tens of thousands of tens of thousands of dollars. And that's you're not going to be you're not going to be rich. You're going to have more money. Yes, but you're not ever going to get rich. Okay, hey, imagine one of us billionaire. Imagine one of us had a 1 billion dollars, right? And just had the one, ability just one. just 1 billion and had the ability to like give to like any person in our employ like a, an unimaginable windfall of money right it's uh, who said the hundred thousand dollars will is that you said or kevin i can't remember who you give a hundred thousand dollars to each of your employees yeah how much difference would that make in your life their life and how good would you feel about yourself to like give that to them right a hundred hundred thousand dollars and why are they not doing this like well, what's Linda, the, this is... the point i don't understand like why they hold on to this and just gain more and more wealth that they'd never be able to spend in a fucking lifetime so we, we need to wrap um because if you guys can't tell guns trigger me and wealth inequality trigger me 
I'm sorry, I've been dominating the conversation, but um, this is this is why I think being a billionaire uh, makes you inherently an evil person. If if you're able to hold on and hoard that amount of wealth, you are a bad person. I'm sorry. It, 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 any billionaires watching the show, fuck you. Seriously. <laughs> they all do. You know that, right? Yeah. Like they all do. Yeah. And Bernie Sanders too. Yeah. But... We love you, Bernie. You're not, yeah, we love you're not you, that Bernie. bad. You have a couple million dollars. Good for you, man. You wrote a good book. <laughs> and with that... Um, uh we should uh we should wrap so we should definitely wrap um we should wrap by starting with fuck jeff bezos fuck jeff bezos. did any of you guys ever hear mormon rap do you remember that song oh mormon mormon, mormon, mormon rap. rap it's a mormon mormon, mormon rap no oh god brothers and sisters listen to me i'm talking to you oh, really no. my mormon rap will make you see i'm, I'm as funky as donnie and notes. marie don't Where's ask me to remember all this. You so fucking remember this? all the lyrics. It's Mormon rap. <laughs> it's from the 80s, I think. It sounds oh, awful. I'll have to find it. We'll have to put it in It's like the same it, time so. period as, uh, what was his name? Fucking Jim McMahon. He was never Mormon, as oh far as God. I know. He was Catholic, I think, oh. and not practicing. But um, he, w- he played at BYU, and they did the Super Bowl shuffle. He oh, the Super the Bowl Chicago shuffle. Bears. Oh. And it was the exact same time period. So I'm convinced it's like, they're like, oh, if Jim McMahon can do this, we can do yeah. a Mormon version of this. Yeah. So. Good I was in a business meeting and they asked some, the, the question of the meeting was, what was your superpower? And everybody gave, you know, very business oriented superpowers. And they were like, what's your superpower? And I was like, rapping. And they're like, what kind? And I was like, both. I'm gonna both starts of rapping, rapping gifts and spitting I rap bars. It's and true. I it's absolutely it's true. true. Belinda does an awesome backseat freestyle by Kendrick Lamar. I'll, I'll just say and bombs, bombs over, over Baghdad. Baghdad. And yeah. Spencer and I have done bombs over Baghdad. Yeah, yes. it's great. Karaoke, karaoke, mm-hmm. absolutely. We need to get back to that. So definitely give us a follow. We're at Thirst Pod on Twitter, Thirst Impressions Podcast on the Instagram. If you prefer a website, actually, you should check out the website. We have recipes. Uh, Kevin's been killing it with the show notes. So if you want to uh, check out pictures, references, links, all that stuff, hit up thirstimpressions.show, www.thirstimpressions.show. And as always, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on <laughs> subscribe, YouTube, leave a Spotify, comment. Apple, give us your all thoughts. Give places. us your thoughts. Even if you're like, I fucking hate Spencer. Just give us the no. thoughts. Uh, we want to hear oh, it. Jesus we want to hear it. No, honestly, we're going to start. Um, well, I think we've talked about this, or maybe Kevin's it's announcing shit. Mind. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. We're going to start like asking you for topics, for cocktails, for all the things. We want you to participate. Uh, as I've mentioned many times before, uh, Big Dig Darren and all the classy followers who love us and comment keep commenting keep speaking to us and let us know what we can do to make your life better um, we want to be a part of your life not only in this realm of the podcast but uh, the eternal realm. we we want to penetrate in, your life for eternity for eternity we want to penetrate your lives okay i, I need more that, eternal lives yeah. that also includes like uh critical comments too absolutely so, absolutely yes. i we we appreciate when people tell us when 
It's we true. are not doing the best we could. So please we, we try our best, but we fail sometimes yes. because we get drunk or because we're terrible people. Or we're curious <laughs> and we have egos. So well thanks everyone. We love you. Take care. P.S. Some wet ass pussy. We want to penetrate your lives. Yeah, okay. we should teach kindergartners to arm themselves. It's weird as shit, but amazing. Don't watch it with your children. The woman who gives him her pubes in the art studio. I'm not going to stick my finger in your asshole. Yeah. Good Lord. Hope you get that. <laughs> free weed, free weed, free weed. Oh, that was somebody else. Shit. <laughs> This will be slightly uncomfortable, but... I should start sending you a goodnight text, Spencer. I take care of myself, yeah. Man, that, that it was the rum episode, man. That was rough. That was fucking rough. The Moscow Mule episode?